right, everyone. Welcome to Backyard Bets. I'm Jacob Brown, joined by Tyler Fabian. And we have been off for two weeks, so we're not really going to harp on the last two weeks, but we're going to kind of predict. And college football, the NFL, NHL, the, the landscapes have changed since the last time that we have been on these podcasts. The top four has changed. The top 10 in college football, the NFL standings have changed. Uh, the Buffalo Bills going up and down and uh, different titles up in the uh, in the AFC North going back and forth. Bengals, Ravens, uh, Dolphins. It's been crazy all year, uh, which makes it more fun for betting, too. And uh, Tyler, let's just start this week with week 13 of college football, which is just crazy to think about uh, that we're already 13 weeks into this. Uh and this is really the big week. This is the week that we've been talking about since week one. Oh, uh, it's really all going to boil down to Michigan, Ohio State. And it did. They're both 11-0 coming into this week. Uh, there are also the Iron Bowl this week. You have Oregon Oregon State this week. Uh, a lot of big games uh, taking place. Notre Dame, USC. So which one do you want to start with, Tyler? Do you want to go low ball first and then work our way up? Or uh, wh- how are we doing this? Or are we doing the, the Jayhawk watch? Um, we, we can hit on the Jayhawks we, once we get through it. Um, let's not prioritize this right now. So I, I, like, I, like I said, they got to their sixth win. I'm just going to kind of like ride that way the rest of the year a little bit. Um, absolutely. They got embarrassed one of the recent games, but we don't really need to sit there and do that. I'd say we just start with, um, slate the schedule. Um, you know, Thursday there's Mississippi state and Ole Miss personally, um, kind of staying away from this game. Ole Miss has kind of been a big disappointment as of recent. Um, are they really this good? Or are they re- really just hitting a slump? Um, in Mississippi State, they're a roller coaster of a team. Uh, so I, I'm just personally avoiding that game. If you have any intake on that, feel free to hit it. If not, let's just go to the Friday schedule. I, I would take Ole Miss in that game. Uh, I really would. Uh, I just don't see much out of Mississippi State. Um, I mean, they, they've had really bad games this year. Ole Miss is on a little bit of a rough streak, but Ole Miss has had a lot better highs that, than, than Mississippi State has this year. Um, it's always a rivalry game. You always got to take note of that. But Ole Miss is home, and you, know, you can't lose another big game if you're Ole Miss. Then you have four losses in a year where it was really good, and then you get four losses. Then it doesn't look as good at all. Um, so I think to save face for this year, Ole Miss got to win, and I think they'll win by two if they win. Uh, so I'll take them. Yeah, no, I, that's fair. I mean, I've I've hemmed it on with that game back and forth. I just this moment in time, I got nothing for it. That could change come Thursday morning, and it probably will. But for Friday slate, though, I'm starting to like a little bit more teams on that one. Um, you got that noon kickoff, Tulane at Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's favored by two currently. Oh. Hammer that home, boys. Cincinnati. Oh, I'm with you. I mean, Tulane choked against UCF. They don't, I mean, when have they ever been relevant? Now they're on the road. We've seen road records in college football this year. Road teams just don't win a lot. Uh, USC was a rare case uh, last weekend. So, um, yeah, Cincinnati's going to win. What about NC? I mean, I shouldn't even be questioning this right now. I mean, NC State... North Carolina, which way could you possibly be leaning? Um, I don't know. It's going to be a tough decision for me here. I mean, 
in all in all seriousness, though, the in North Carolina coming off that tough loss against Georgia Tech, I feel like they were looking ahead a little bit to this weekend to kind of get revenge for this weekend. This is a revenge game, not just a rivalry game, but a revenge game from North Carolina. Give me the six and a half hammer that home for North Carolina UNC. You know I'm not going to bet against them. Do I think they'll cover? Probably not, but, you know, give me them. They're my team. Man, I, I'm not touching it. I don't have the confidence that you do now. I really do like May at quarterback. He has been one of the most underrated players in college football. You look at his stats compared to the rest of the quarterbacks in college football. He's number one in a lot of the categories right now, and that and that's impressive coming from a team that you didn't expect it. Now they're going to be in the ACC championship game. Even if they lose this game, they're going to be in that game. So uh, I do like North Carolina to win. I don't know by how much. Man, how this is depressing. If you're a Gator fan, you start out the year, you beat Utah, you're starting to look good, and now you're six and five, and you're nine and a half point underdogs on the road to Florida State, who's now ranked, and you're not uh, at this point in the season. I, I don't know if I could touch this game. I don't think FSU is that great to just beat an SDC team automatically by that much. Uh, I love the quarterback for Florida, uh, Richardson. Uh, so I, I don't know if they're going to be that far out of the game when he can has the offensive talent that he does. So I, this is a no touch for me. So Florida has had their roller coaster of a season, kind of like you mentioned. They're sitting at six and five. You know what that means? There's something on the line that we're playing for today, this weekend. The under of seven and a half for Florida season. I will be hammering <laughs> the Florida State line on this. However, I do think that Florida is a – they show up some weeks and they show up – they don't show up some weeks. Right. Case in point, right. roller coaster season. It's a rivalry game. I can actually see Florida covering this um, just because it's a rivalry game. However, Florida State's been hot lately. They've been killing, blowing out some teams, absolutely fireworks on offense essentially. I can see them kind of winning by seven to nine, maybe ten points. I, I don't know if I really feel comfortable like really honestly taking that spread. That is a big line for a rivalry game in that aspect. Um, but I am going to re- hit in Florida State on that money line for sure. Trying to hammer that home because uh, we're rooting for Florida State in this one, so I can hit two two bets at once right there. Yeah, and and Florida State's had some points in the year where it's been p- disappointing at times. But if they win a game like this and go nine and three this year, and they end up ranked, that's great. Uh, you know, you can't ask for much more from FSU. Uh, here's a game that is going to impact the Big Ten championship. You have Nebraska at Iowa on that Friday as well. Iowa favored by 10.5. I think that's a little generous. Yeah, Iowa just kind of plays their opponents close just because their offense absolutely sucks. They had an over-under of them and Minnesota last week at a 32. They couldn't hit an over on 32. Like, that's insane. That's absolutely insane to me that a team can't hit that. And you know what the over and under in this game is this week? Currently, it's at 38 and a half. I'll be taking the under until Iowa proves that they can put it together in offense and they can put 24 points on the board themselves. We're hitting right back to the theme of this season. Give me Iowa and the under. I mean, Nebraska, Iowa, on the game under at 38 and a half. 
You ready to kick off Saturday with the biggest game of the week? Western Kentucky at FAU. Western Kentucky favored by seven. What? Where are you going? Um. Well, if you think about what happened last weekend, FAU was favored by six going into the game, and they got killed. Like it was, <laughs> they lost by more than you know two touchdowns or whatever. I I don't even want to remember. Um. Yeah, I think that's demoralizing for them. However, they're they're trying to fight for that bowl game. I I would probably lean FAU on the spread, but I don't think they'll win this game. Yeah, no, they, I mean, last week was embarrassing. I don't know. I, I don't. I, this is a game where if you don't even get a bowl game, if you're FAU, does Willie Tiger just get fired? Please do. Like, what? What we is all he know it's to not going to happen. And, no, it's not because they want a name to go into the AAC, and the alternative is what they they want recruits. They want to do it that way. I don't. I I think this is a, a detrimental year for FAU football, a, a program that has pr- uh, promised progression, and ever since they promised that progression, each year it's actually gotten progressively worse. Um, so th- there's really not a lot of hope with FAU football right now at all. Uh, but let's go back to the, uh, the the real slate of college football games on Saturday. South Carolina at Clemson. Clemson favored by 14 and a half. South Carolina just had this offensive just uh, showing against Tennessee, to say the least. They just killed them. Shellacking, I guess, is a good word for it. Do you think they could do it again? Well, when you start the game off going, what was it, four for four or five for five with touchdowns, um, that's definitely going to put your success rate super high to win win games. Uh, I don't think they can do that again this weekend against Clemson, at least to start off. I think they're kind of like their mystery box of what, what you're going to get from South Carolina this year. Um, I would definitely probably lean towards them covering. I don't think they can win this game, though. Clemson is in a must-win scenario if they have any hopes of wanting to make a playoff push. So they need to win this game. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky at 3 o'clock. I'm not touching this game. The line is at 3, favoring Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's just – they were ranked top 10 this year. Now they have five losses. So I don't know what to think of them. Yeah, um, quarterback play has been a little bit under – disappointing of weeks. Uh, that's a note, a, a game I'm not really touching. I, I could honestly probably, I, I don't know, just that's not my game. I mean, what one that you're going to think is kind of bold for me to say, but uh, that at that noon slate, we got Georgia Tech and Georgia. Georgia's favored by 35 and a half. I'm actually leaning towards Georgia Tech right now just because Georgia has played some of their opponents that, they're favored by 30 or more kind of relatively close this year. And it doesn't really seem like – not that Georgia can't put away teams. It just doesn't really seem like they're kind of – I don't want to say they're not trying because they're definitely trying. But they're just not really trying to, like, put 60 on the board essentially and just absolutely kill a team. And they might be caught looking ahead a little bit next towards next week towards the SEC championship. So I'm kind of leaning yeah. Georgia Tech on that a little bit. Yeah, and you could have a situation where starters are rested at some point. Uh, so you never know. Uh, you never know. Exactly. Um, what about the Iron Bowl? Yeah. You going to Auburn, Alabama? 
Part of me wants to sit there and go Alabama. Part of me wants to sit there and go Auburn because Alabama has been disappointing and Nick Saban against the spread is not going so well this year. But I am, I'm not touching that game. I, I could just care less about it, to be honest with you. Auburn sucks this year. so Yeah. Uh, how, how rare is an absolutely irrelevant Alabama game in week 13? <laughs> well, I'll still watch it, but like I could care less at the end of the day. Yeah, no, it's it's weird. It's a weird feeling. I mean, uh, Oregon, Oregon State, Oregon favored by three on the road. Oregon State's a tough place to play. This is a rivalry game. I still think, you know what? I, I don't even know if Oregon wins. I don't touch this game. Oregon State's ranked. I mean, this uh, they are uh, they're eight and three. They have a, they're having a good a good year. Yeah. I think Oregon State to me has a little bit of smoke and mirrors though. Um, so I'm taking Oregon on that three point line personally. Uh, I, I don't know. Just it's like, you know what? Give me Oregon. And I'll, I'll move on from that game essentially. But um, another right. bold one I got for you though is Vanderbilt and Tennessee. Tennessee's on the road against Vanderbilt. Tennessee just had it coming off that very disappointing loss. Uh, they were supposed to win that game. Winning that game gets them into the playoffs. They had some struggles. Hendon Hooker, the report came out that he tore his ACL and he's done for the year. Vanderbilt is on a high right now. I am not making – I haven't done anything official with this game yet. I'm still thinking about it. It's just my bold thing that I'm currently thinking about and leaning towards taking Vanderbilt on that 14-point line. Just because I think Tennessee—they're supposed to be these national champs at one point in the season, and now their season's over. But then again, I can't. Can I really sit there and trust Vanderbilt to cover for me? Exactly. That's why it's a no touch for me. I see your logic. I just can't touch it. Uh, but man, would that be crazy if Vanderbilt could get a big win against oh, a ranked I don't, team? I mean, when does that happen? I don't care about them winning. I don't think they're going to win. I just want to – I think they might cover, though, essentially. I think it will be like a close, okay. gritty game okay. just because Tennessee's kind of checked out and they're done for the year. Okay. But, yeah. What about uh, LSU A&M? LSU by 10. I'll take LSU. I'm not a fan of A&M this year. Just really am not. They've been so disappointing across the board. They're not playing for anything. You know, they're already at 4-7. They just I, – I don't I don't know. Not a fan of Jimbo in the, in the system there right now. Give me LSU. The stadium's empty. I mean, that's rare for Kyle Field. Mm-hmm. I mean, start looking at some of those good games later on in the day, though. You have the Notre Dame and USC game, like we were kind of mentioning earlier. USC is favored by five and a half. You got any play on this one? Oh, man. Uh, I, I, I think USC wins, but I think it's going to be close. I think their offense can explode, but I also think their defense can implode. So I, I, I like USC to win, but I don't know by five and a half. I think their defense is absolute trash for USC. It's a Lincoln Riley special. Let's just hit you know, with some wide receiver bomb plays down the, down the field on offense and hide how bad we are on defense. I actually think Notre Dame can win this game. 
That's why I'm leaning towards taking Notre Dame on the five and a half point spread. I think it will be a closer game than people expect. Um, USC has played all their tough ranked games this year, very close with a three point margin. Um, give me Notre Dame on the five and a half. Wow. Okay. I mean, that would be crazy. That would be really crazy, especially when USC, they're kind of that next team that might have the best resume to pop into that top four. Uh, you never know. Uh, it could happen if they're a one-loss Pac-12 champ. They're scheduled before, not the best. Uh, they do have the one loss, uh, so it, it'll take some things to get them in there, but uh, they have one of the best resumes outside of some of the top four. Um other than that, I mean, are you seriously going to take Kansas to cover against Kansas State? That's a 12-point line. Uh, probably uh, not, realistically. <laughs> I wouldn't. But, you know, I don't know, man. Like, it's Kansas Jayhawk watch. Um, I mean, they're at six wins. Let's just leave it at six wins and move on to our bowl game. Let's figure out who we're playing. I mean, I think the only other game I got left outside uh-huh. of the game – Michigan-Ohio State game, though, is Pitt at Miami. Miami is a dumpster mm. fire. Absolutely garbage yeah. this year. We have bet against them in every way, shape, and fashion this year. Uh, I don't like betting with Pitt. I am betting against Miami here. Um, therefore, I'm taking Pitt at the six and a half, but I'm betting against Miami. Good. I, I like it. I, I mean... It would take Miami out of having a bowl game. That would be crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I like it. Um, especially, I mean, to start the year ranked top 10 to not get a bowl game, that would be nuts. Um, all right, but what about this game? Michigan at Ohio State. Ohio State favored by 7.5. I did not think the line would be by that much. But after last week, where Michigan – you know, they didn't play the best against Illinois. They barely scraped by and won that game. Everyone said that was the game for McCarthy to show, hey, can I can I have a big offensive game? And throughout the season, he really didn't. Uh, j- just look at the stats. Uh, McCarthy, 100, uh, 1,952 yards compared to C.J. Stroud's 2,991. 14 touchdowns, two interceptions for McCarthy compared to 35 touchdowns, four interceptions for C.J. Stroud. So the numbers are not close. Um, Blake Corum, though, much better than Ohio State's running backs and the receiving core better for Ohio State as well. Uh, So Ohio State's home. What's the weather update on this? Are we going to get snow? What's going on with that? Uh, I'll ask you that first. But, uh, you know, give us your pick. I mean, for me, I think Ohio State wins, and I actually think they do. Uh, a win by that by that amount. Michigan just I don't think they have the offensive firepower to do it. But uh, is it supposed to snow? Uh, I'm not sure. I oh, and Corum uh, injury last week, and I uh, forgot to mention that. Yeah, that's you know to your point. You're hitting home on the McCarthy having to show up last week, especially with Blake Corum getting injured in that game. I think that really showed us to where their deficiencies are and kind of what I've been talking about. Mainly a big portion off this podcast of Michigan has no pass attack whatsoever. None. McCarthy seems to be overrated unless they are hiding the playbook for this weekend 
and they decide, you know, what McCarthy's going to become the next Heisman this weekend. Um, all you have to do against Michigan, it seems like, is line up and stop the run. Illinois did that last week and almost beat them. McCarthy couldn't make the throws when it was necessary. I think Ohio State, I know they're dealing with a little bit of injuries on their side of the field. They have one of the higher percentage um, conversions for touchdowns within the red zone. Huge factor. All you got to do is line up and stop the run. Unless McCarthy actually shows up and becomes a new human being this week, give me Ohio State to cover on the seven and a half. I hope they kill them. No, I, I agree. I, I do. And I was with Michigan. I was kind of trending that before last week. And then it was just like, no, nah, they, they can't. They just don't. They don't have the offensive firepower to do it. McCarthy's always been hyped up, hyped up, hyped up. And he's been blown out of the water by C.J. Stroud. Don't don't act like, uh, you know, that this guy has the potential while C.J. Stroud blowing him through. I mean, there's no comparison between the two. Um, no, so it, it's just, even if we were the good guy. So, all right, let's move on to the, the NFL. The Week 12, the NFL. Like, you know, you talk about like, things changing. The NFL has just been crazy since we've been here. And uh, this week we're going to do a Wednesday upload, as you can already see, because – we have Thursday Thanksgiving games, three of them that we want to pick before they happen, including Bills Lions. The Bills are favored by nine and a half. I don't know, man. I mean, the, the Lions can score. They play better at home. The Bills have been struggling. Josh Allen, some people are panicking about regression. I wouldn't go that far. But I, of course the Bills are going to win. But by nine and a half, that's a little bit too much, I think. So, Thanksgiving. We always sit there and watch football on Thanksgiving. The Lions are always on. As much as I can tell, you know, of recent memory, the Lions actually play some decent games. They might be very boring, but I feel like on Thanksgiving, it's the one game of the year where they sh- they show up. Doesn't mean they win. Yeah, they show up. The one game a year. Give me the Lions on this nine and a half point spread. I think it's kind of crazy. I think Buffalo's kind of struggle. They have games where they blow some teams out and they kind of play some people close. Again, I'm taking the Lions on this podcast. I don't think I've won yet taking the Lions on this podcast, but but we're here doing it again. Wow. Wow. I'm just not touching it. I mean, but hey, good for you. Good for you. I, I respect it. Uh Giants-Cowboys, uh, th- this is the 4:30 game on Fox. The Giants are on the road. They lost the first time against the Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by nine. <sighs> That's a lot, man. You know, the Giants yeah. play well against the spread. I, I don't know if they win this game. I think they probably lose. And it might be by nine, I, I mean, to be honest with you, because if you look at the Giants, they don't – I mean – I don't think they've scored more than 24 points. Yeah, they've had 24 points twice and 27 points once, and that's as many as, as they've scored. And the, Other than that, they don't score that much. So I don't like that against the Cowboys defense. It's really good against the Cowboys offense that can score a lot, as we saw against the Vikings last week, who just beat the Bills. So I don't like this for the Giants. I think they lose this game. It could be by nine. Um, personally, I want to take on the Cowboys and I want them to win by 30. I'm a little upset with Saquon Barkley right now, giving me five points in fantasy last week. 
I lost for the first time in our fantasy league this year, um, last week. Um, it was a perfect season. Screw Saquon Barkley. However, um, I, I I will come back to love him. I'm hoping I will. But uh, right now, he's not on the good list. Um, I'm going to not touch this game because it, it is more of that robbery game. They can play each other close, or we can get Dallas actually showing up with an offense, kind of like you were mentioning. I'm, I'm not touching that game. Yeah, well, this is also the Odell Beckham Jr. deciding game. Uh, whoever wins is getting Odell. And it's probably going to be the Cowboys. Sunday night football, or excuse me, uh, Thursday Sunday night football. Uh, Patriots at Vikings. I say that because it's on NBC. Uh, the Vikings only favored by two and a half. The Patriots are in a playoff spot right now in the AFC. I don't, I don't know if you knew that. That's just crazy that we're this deep in the season with once again, second year in a row, as many teams as there are in the AFC, that the Patriots are still there. It just, of course, they are. But uh, I like the Vikings to win this game. I like them to cover that and win by two and a half or more. Again, we're going to be sitting here talking about the Vikings in a prime time spot. I think we're both taking no. them again. But... I am leaning towards the Vikings. I am taking them. I like the two and a half. But I am scared to say that on a pod, that we are sticking with the Vikings in a primetime spot for the second time this year. Hey, I mean, listen, they're eight and two. They just got totally beat by the Cowboys. They're winning this game. They're winning this. There's no way Mac Jones or Zappi walk into Minnesota and score points. There's no way. I just don't think that if they do, it'll ruin Thanksgiving. If I have to watch the Cowboys and the Patriots win on Thanksgiving, I will hate Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. So uh, moving on to Sunday, though, um, Bucks at Browns. Listen to me, Tyler, okay? The Bucks are back. They will win this game by three and a half or more. You're crazy. I don't think they're back yet. Um, we're definitely rooting for a victory here. I think both of us are buying our tickets for the for the Monday night game. So, you know, we want the Bucks to win this game. So that way, you know, it makes it a little bit more interesting when we go to the game. Um, you know, just rooting for a healthy game, essentially, so we get to actually see some of our players when we go to the game. Uh, but I hope they win the game. Right. I, I don't know about the covering part, though. Oh, come on. <laughs> There's no way for Cleveland, there's just no way. But hey, uh, yeah, Bengals and Titans. A bunch of teams, you know. Uh, Bengals and Titans. Uh, give, me, give me Cincinnati on the one and a half. I like them. I think Tennessee are frauds like always. Um, never been a fan of them. Give me t- give me Cincinnati. <laughs> We're both always – we both always are just nope on the Titans every year. It's just they're always such frauds. Uh, yeah, give me Cincinnati. They, they, they need their showing out time but they did play Pittsburgh close. So this could be one of those games where it absolutely backfires on us because they did play Pittsburgh close, uh, closer than I thought at least. Houston at Miami. Miami favored by 13. This is one of the few games where I think they could actually cover one of these big lines, but it's a no-touch for me. Yeah, I don't like taking the the lines that are that high. It's a no-touch for me. Um, Yeah, no, no thank you. Okay, Bears-Jets, 
Jets favored by four and a half. I don't like that at all. I think the Bears cover for sure. Uh, yeah, I think the Jets have kind of regressed a little bit over the last few weeks. Me personally, that's just my personal opinion, of course. Um, give me the Jets. I mean, the Bears, I think they're they're kind of more on a high right now, playing teams close, getting themselves into games a little bit more. Like they, just, they have the momentum right now. Give me the Bears. Yeah, and Justin Fields, uh, he's completely changed my opinion on him. He's been tremendous over the last number of weeks using his legs. And, uh, you know, it's just been great to see from him. Falcons at Commanders, Commanders favored by four. Uh, I'm not touching this game. It's just not worth it to me. They're, both teams are the same team to me. Um, so I, I'm just not, not going to touch it. Broncos at Panthers. Man, if it, the Broncos are only favored by two and a half, if that tells you how bad of a season Russell Wilson's having, uh, I don't know what else can tell you that. Uh, I'm uh, not touching yeah. this game. Uh, I'm really confident. I know what else can tell you that Russell Wilson is huh? having a bad season. There is a TikTok trend going on right now um, of someone who is uh, counting the amount of touchdowns Russell Wilson has thrown to the amount of bathrooms he has in his house. The bathrooms are still winning <laughs> right now. And they're winning by five. And we're in week uh, 12. He has 12 bathrooms in his house, and he's thrown for seven touchdowns this year. And we're in week 12. I think that just says everything we need to know about the, the Broncos. But I still think they cover this. I think Carolina is kind of a dumpster fire. Wow. Doesn't he have that thing where he says poops take too much time out of his day and they, he's got to – that's why he has so many bathrooms? I don't know. I, I, I could care less. I think he's yeah. a weird guy. He's definitely weird. But uh, Ravens at Jags. The Ravens, they just couldn't score points last weekend. Now they're facing the Jags, who people forget. Their defense had a very good start to this year. I can see why the line is so low at four for Baltimore, but they're going into a little bit of a warmer weather climate. I think they kind of loosen up a little bit, Baltimore does. You're going from the cold to Florida, which isn't that hot anymore. It's not like you're coming when Florida was still hot back in uh, September-ish. You know, remember when Buffalo came and guys were sweating? It's not like that anymore. Uh, you still you get a little cold weather breeze, especially in northern Florida and Jacksonville. So uh, I, I like the Ravens to cover this game and win by four. Um, no touch for me. Uh, I'm not touching this game. Wow. Okay, Chargers at Cardinals. This is a game that the Chargers have to win. Uh, I think the Cardinals season is already pretty much over. Um, if Kyler Murray doesn't play – the game's over before it starts, but uh, I like the Chargers in this game either way. It, I, I just don't know if I could touch the line. If Kyler Murray doesn't play, I like the line at four and a half. If he does play, I'm not touching it. Um, it's all about Kyler Murray to me. Um, if he's playing, I actually give me uh, give me Arizona and even maybe uh, think about sprinkling a little bit on the money line for him as well uh, for Arizona. Wow. I think the Chargers are having that much of a disappointing season. Um, their season is essentially already over, in my opinion, for the Chargers coming off that tough loss last weekend against KC. But if you know, to your point, if Murray's not it, playing, technically though, because the it's technically not over because the Patriots are six and four, the Chargers are five and five. They could both be six and five after this week. No, I, I get it. I get it. I just you look at it long term. 
and you're like, what are the Chargers? They're supposed to be really good this year, and they kind of yeah, look like yeah. trash. Te- technically, they can get into the playoffs. I, I understand that. And they probably will. Right, They'll Probably right. even try to sneak in the way in there. But essentially, I'm looking at them like they could be an 11-6 and six team at the end of the year, and I still don't care. Like, their season's over to me at this point. I know they're not, like, for real or legit Fair. unless they were to get completely healthy and change something around. Um, but if Murray doesn't play, give me the Chargers. If Murray does play, I'm, I want care. I want the Cardinals all day. All right, Raiders and Seahawks. Uh, I normally wouldn't pick a game like this. Seahawks favored by three and a half. I think they're going to annihilate Seattle. Excuse me, annihilate Vegas. I was about to say. Um, I'm sorry, what? But uh, yeah, I'm not touching this game though. I think Vegas is okay. having uh, big, big issues right now, but whatever. Yeah, but uh, Rams Chiefs Chiefs favored by fourteen and a half. Uh, man, it, the Rams they couldn't even beat the Saints. This is a no touch for me. Uh, but I I mean the Chiefs really could win by fourteen and a half. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah, is uh, Stafford in that still in that concussion protocol and get pulled out for? Uh, is he ruled out or something? It's the only way I can think of that this line is that high. I mean, I still think it's crazy that this line is that high. I just, yeah, no, thank you. I'm not touching it. That's such a big line. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Saints at 49ers, I said, Niners are going to run the table. Look at everyone in the media right now. They're obsessing over the 49ers. Uh, I like them by nine in this game. Yeah, um, especially, you know, coming up, I know Murray didn't play, but that was, they had a nine-point line. Or was it eight, nine, ten? depending on when you looked at it, when you got it, against Arizona last week, and that wasn't even a close game. I know that you, Murray was out and you're playing the backup, but I think the 49ers are clicking, playing on all levels. Uh, give me the 49ers and a nine-point line here. I'm about to shock you. Sunday night football, for real this time. Packers at Eagles. Eagles favored by seven. The Packers will cover. Okay. Why? Just a feeling or? No, because, I mean, I, I, I sent Rory Tedimer, who does Strictly Baseball, with me this, this graphic. It says the Philadelphia Frauds. And it's just, I mean, entirely true. Just, just listen to this, okay? Detroit beat worst defense in NFL history by three. Then they played Minnesota. They beat Kirk Cousins in prime time. Then they beat Carson Wentz. Then they beat Trevor Lawrence. Which, you know, that's a little bit of, you know, that's just what the meme says, whatever. Then they beat Arizona without Hopkins and bailed out by Cardinals practice squad. Then they beat Cooper Rush at home. Then they beat a bottom three Pittsburgh team. They struggled versus the Texans. And then they lost to the Commanders. So, you know, we're, we're kind of – and then uh, last week they played a, uh, a close game as well. I forget – uh, right, they barely beat the Colts and Jeff Saturday. They beat them by one. So this is a team that they might be a little overrated. I mean, I've kind of thought they were overrated all season, but I'll look at you hitting those uh, that analysis home. Uh, I'm not touching this game. I can care less about it. Um, <laughs> I probably, I, to be honest with you, I have barely watched Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football this year. 
there has been really no great yeah. matchups that have excited me. In fact, I will happily go to bed and fall asleep during some of these games. Like, it's just it's just been the case, and I have a feeling that's what's going to happen this Sunday. A movie's going to come on, or I'm hey, going to be going hey. to bed. What, what, what about Thursday night? <laughs> yeah, I don't even watch Thursday night, to be honest with you, unless I'm betting it. And even then, I still have a hard time watching Thursday nights, man. I've even got the Buffalo yeah, to buy one get one free wings, and I still have a hard time staying for through halftime. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, Monday Night Football, though, we're just talking about it. Uh, Steelers at Colts. What a, I mean, we're talking about why you can't watch these games. This is why, maybe. Uh, Colts favored by two and a half. I, 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 I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. Kind of goes back to, I think this is a crap game. It's not even on my radar to watch uh, this game. Um, yeah, I mean, it, technically it would be a good matchup if these teams actually lived up to any remotely half of the hype that they had for this season. It would probably be a decent matchup, but they kind of both suck right now. Let's be honest with that. They're still trying to figure out QBs and coaches and everything. Like, I'm not a fan of Kenny Peckett, so, you know, no thank you. I'm not touching this line because I probably won't even want to watch it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move on to NHL here, do it real quick. Uh, so since the last time we were on, uh, there's so much that's happened in the NHL that's kind of shifted my view. The New Jersey Devils are in a 13-game winning streak. This is a team that's been pretty much in the bottom barrel of the NHL for a decade, uh, and they are now just winning. Their, their young players are playing well. They're playing like stars, the one they drafted in the first round. Their free agents are playing well. Uh, but we're doing this pod on a Wednesday, uploading it on a Wednesday, or, or recording it on a Tuesday, uploading it on a Wednesday. Um I think that the Devils' winning streak ends at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, Wednesday, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. I think it ends. Other games on Wednesday uh, that you might want to look at, the Bruins. They are 17-2-0. They are going on the road to the Florida Panthers. This is a game I went to last year uh, when when Boston visited Florida. I was there in person for it. Uh, The Panthers are in a little bit of a uh, struggle bunny. They're, They're losing games. Uh, they lost six to four at home to the Dallas Stars. They lost five to four in Jonathan Huberdeau's return to Florida uh, in a shootout, and then they lost to the Blue Jackets on the road. Now they're facing the Bruins. I would take the Bruins. The Bruins have been on a roll. Olmark has been a, ter- a terrific goalie for them this year, out of nowhere. Uh, not really out of nowhere because he was in a tandem last year, but in terms of this level of success, certainly out of nowhere for uh, Linus Olmark in Boston. Uh, I'm just kind of looking at other ones here for the Wednesday slate. Seattle, by the way, the Seattle Kraken playing very well. They're 10-5-3. and three. They're hosting the San Jose Sharks. I would take the Kraken. Uh, I know this is a team that at the beginning of the year, I'm like, eh, you know, take the teams against Seattle. And then paid off, you know, it didn't pay off against me. So uh, they are a good team. Uh, and and Beneers, the rookie, leading the way. Uh, other than that, though, I mean, teams that you want to follow – you know, New Jersey, they, they're they much better, and I think they're they're legitimate. I don't think it's just a 13-game win streak and then it's going to die. Stick with them. Uh, take them in favorable matchups. I like the Devils a lot. Um, the New York Islanders, this is a team I said in the beginning of the year. Take them in favorable matchups. They have good goaltending, good defense. They have their healthy players back, uh, and they're all good. The Colorado Avalanche, they're a team that in favorable matchups you should take. 
including this one on, on this Wednesday against Vancouver at home. I would hammer home Colorado for sure. Uh, teams I would avoid, though. I would avoid the Lightning right now. They're kind of, they always kind of skate by in the regular season. They don't care. They've openly said this. They don't care what seating they get as long as they get in. Why would they care? They, they get to the cup final every year and win it uh, in, in a lot of years. The New York Rangers, I would avoid. They're very up and down. I think they make the playoffs, but I'd avoid them. The Pittsburgh Penguins, I'd avoid them. The Carolina Hurricanes, I'd avoid them. These are all very good teams that I think are just kind of going through the motions in the regular season and haven't really hit the go button yet uh, in the Eastern Conference. And then as far as the West goes, uh, Vegas has been playing very well. Go with them. They're a team that missed the playoffs last year. Robin Leonard, their star goalie, out for the year. And now the rookie, Logan Thompson, leading the way. Uh, big six foot five young goalie for Vegas. He's playing incredibly well for them. Uh, Nashville, um, they're starting to play better now that UC Soros is catching fire. Uh, and then other than that, the Dallas Stars playing really well. I'd, I'd kind of p- pick them in favorable matchups. Other than that, though, avoid the West. The West is just so mediocre. Uh, and yeah, that's kind of my NHL wrap up. No, nice. Um, definitely think you got some good analysis. I'm gonna hit out uh, college basketball real quick. Um, you know, we got Thursday games. I wish that we could get those lines out. You know, so we can actually talk about them. Uh, get a little bit more lines on it. But we got Alabama playing Michigan State. Michigan State's off to a good year. I would expect a close game for that. Michigan State usually play has been playing some close games against some tough uh, matchups this year. Can actually see Alabama winning that game. Uh, then again, I don't know what the spread is. It's not really out, um, at least on what we look at. Uh, but Michigan State, close game. I would take North Carolina in this spread, uh, at least to win. Uh, it seems I would look at for, again, on Thursday is uh, is uh, Duke as well. I think Duke is going to win that game. Uh, then again, obviously, I don't know what the spreads are. I would still lean towards taking all three of those teams in the spread itself um friday uh, there wasn't really a, a lot met, uh, set up for us on friday some of these teams were playing in invitationals and classics right now so they can go on to play each other throughout the weekend and that's where you know we'll, we'll probably get some better you know teams and matchup plays themselves but that's kind of what i got going on for thursday right now okay no and and good for michigan state that i mean you're right i mean i've been following scores every day they, you, you said at the beginning of the year, look at for, for Michigan State to be one of the big teams this year, and they've played incredibly well to start off, and I, I like that prediction as well. Um, other than that, I don't really have much. I mean, UFC, uh, I don't have bets yet. I know there's one coming up in Orlando that one of my friends is going to, and uh, I'll give you his picks because uh, he was just in a, a, a professional fight, and uh, he's a black belt in Krav Maga, does jiu-jitsu as well. He knows his stuff. Uh, and he teaches it as well. So um, he'll give uh, some UFC bets when we get closer to that. Because I know there's a lot of my friends like UFC. I don't, I, I'm not an expert on it at all. So I can't really give you uh, expert picks. Uh, what about golf, Tyler? Is there anything in golf coming up? No, it's like the offseason. Do you season. bet golf? No, okay. not, not really. I mean, it's like the offseason right now. There's not really... There's headlines going on in golf, of course, like always, um, but there's not really much going on right now. I don't really start looking at the golf as like the season, so to speak, until we start getting around March time, just to kind of, you know, see what's going on, see if anyone's getting hot, getting ready for the Masters, getting ready for that push a little bit. Um, 
And they usually are traveling through Florida a little bit around that time, so you get a chance if you wanted to to go see them or anything. But right now, no, nothing really going on for that. Yeah, and then uh, the World Cup. I'm not. A, I'm not a soccer guy at all. It's a snooze fest to me. Uh, not really going to watch it. Uh, I don't blame me if you do. It's a fun thing for some people. I mean, remember uh, the summer camp days, uh, World Cup, Olympics, but. Uh, you know, it's just not my thing, so I don't really have expertise on that. So uh, as far as the bets go, we covered it all in terms of football, hockey, and uh, college basketball, NBA, we don't really do uh, at yeah. all. And uh, we'll but, be back next week with a new episode. What were you going to say? For, for the World Cup, though, you know, always sprinkle a little bit of money on the USA, of course. Um, can't wait for, the, for them to choke and be disappointed like always. But, you know, let's go. That's my World Cup analysis. Uh, so you broke up there for that part. What did you say? Said always sprinkle a little bit of money on USA for the World Cup. They'll choke, and I'll be disappointed next week. But you know, that's how it's going to be. Okay, you know what? Patriotic money loss. It's not a bad thing. It's not <laughs> a bad thing at all. Uh, so, alrighty, guys. So that will do it uh, for this episode of Backyard Bet. And uh, for Tyler Fabian, I'm Jacob Brown. You can follow us on Twitter at Strictly Sports P, on Facebook and Instagram at Strictly Sports Productions. For Tyler Fabian, I'm Jacob Brown, and we will see you next week.